This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge is another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have the latest premium rates and coverage for Saskatchewan crop insurance this year. Coverage rises 48%, premiums are up 40%. Last year's drought is not included in any of the rates until next year. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau Bebeau has announced almost $183 million to help farmers fight climate change. As well, today has been proclaimed as Canada's Agriculture Day, a time for consumers and farmers to reflect on the supply and affordability of high-quality food across Canada. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Saskatchewan crop insurance coverage and premiums are on the rise this year. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says crop insurance coverage reaches a record $405 per acre due to higher commodity prices and rising yields. Coverage rises 48% while the premium jumps 40%. Merritt says 2021 was a challenging year with 30,000 claims reaching $2.4 billion. He says the five-year average number of claims is just 7,800. 32 million acres of crop are insured, covering about 75% of the total acreage. This year, crop insurance coverage will reach a record level due, due to higher commodity prices and increased yield coverages. The average coverage for 2022 is $405 per acre, an increase from $273 an acre in 2021. This represents a 48% increase in coverage compared to last year. Due to this increase in coverage, the average total premium is also higher at $12.05 per acre compared to $8.59 per acre in 2021. However, average premium rate is lower due to the strong production in 2020. As there is a one-year lag when calculating premium rates, 2021 production is not used until 2023. Changes to the crop insurance program introduced today will, bring, will continue to build on previous program enhancements. Merritt says the average premium rate is lower due to strong production in 2020. New for this year, the contract price option allowing for a blend with base price for higher coverage is available on all commercial crops. New crops added to that program include faba beans, Coruscant wheat, fall and spring rye, sunflowers, triticale, winter wheat, extra strong wheat, hard white wheat, chickpeas, caraway, irrigated dry beans and soybeans. Producers can select the crops to be covered under the contract price option by March 31st and submit contracts to crop insurance by May 31st. March 31st is the deadline to apply, reinstate, or cancel crop insurance contracts. 
Merritt says the forage rainfall insurance program covered 3.15 million forage acres last year and paid a record over $50 million in claims or an average of $34,000. For 2022, coverage for forage acres has increased significantly in response to current feed prices. It is important for livestock and forage producers to review coverage and premium options through SEIC's forage option and weather-based programs. Merritt expects more farmers will join the crop insurance program. He says coverage rates for Durham jump 161 percent. Durham wheat uh, in 2021 was insured at six dollars and ninety-four cents. 2022, it'll be insured at eleven dollars and sixteen cents, which is an increase of about 161 percent. Oats. Uh, in 2021 was insured at $3.39 a bushel. Uh, this year will be insured at $5.63 a bushel, which is an increase of 166%. I know canola will be of interest to a lot of people. Canola price 2021 was $12.02, and for 2022 it will be $17.01, an increase of 142%. There was positive farm reaction to Merritt's announcement today. SARM President Ray Orbs says crop insurance is an important tool for farmers. Uh, we're really pleased about the, about the enhancement. Uh, whenever we can improve uh, crop insurance programs, you know, especially on the forage side, we know what the livestock producers have gone through, and uh, it looks like we could have a dry year again. And uh, I think it's just to make uh, producers aware of the sign-in deadlines, you know, uh, we know that those deadlines are coming up. Agri-civility is a little uh, ways off yet, but we've always been encouraging farmers to enroll in the programs and to capitalize on that. And particularly, please, you know, about the, about the changes to the forage uh, rainfall, that um, I think is something that SARM has been asking for, and uh, we're pleased uh, that it's in place. So all in all, I think some really good changes and kudos uh, to Minister Merritt and, and to uh, crop insurance. The chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, Arnold Balicki, welcomes today's announcement. In our opinion, Saskatchewan crop insurance continues to improve programs and coverage for producers. And uh, it, it's been a difficult year, as Minister Merritt alluded to already. So I, I really encourage every cattle producer to talk to an SCIC rep about the options for their hayland, their grassland, and their cattle. Last year programs helped a lot of producers, and I don't want anyone missing out on something that can be very helpful if rain isn't there for us this year. And, and you know, especially if we get into a, a real heat dome as we did last year. Coverage levels for hay, rain, and cattle price insurance are at levels that can be very helpful to us as producers. So just again, encouraging producers to have another relook if they haven't already looked at the coverage and, and determine if, if that's what they need. Arnold Balicki is the chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solution for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca Today is Canada's Agriculture Day. Consumers and producers are celebrating the day by educating themselves on the importance of agriculture in Canadian life. Lurie Williamson with Agriculture for Life says it's a celebration across the country and a chance for Canadians to say thanks to a farmer for the quality foods they provide on a daily basis. In some parts of Canada, Canadians are being urged to prepare a meal using as many locally grown ingredients as they can. It's been a difficult two years for the industry due to the impact of the pandemic and ongoing issues with supply chains. 
Many prairie farmers are also hoping they don't see a repeat of last summer's drought that devastated crops and left many producers and ranchers scrambling to find feed for their animals. Many farmers in southern B.C. will also be dealing with the impact this spring of heavy flooding late last year. Earlier today, Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau made this comment about Canadian Ag Day and also made an announcement about funding for a project aimed at reducing greenhouse gas emissions in agriculture. Today, Canadians across the country are taking part in celebrations to thank our farmers and food processor, processors for their hard work and dedication. And we're so pleased to mark this day by sharing with you some great news for Canadian farmers and for the environment. Living and working on a farm means being on the front line of climate change. Over the past year, we have witnessed the impacts climate-related disasters are having on farms across Canada. Throughout the country, floods, landslides, wildfires and extreme weather conditions have been affecting the lives and livelihoods of thousands of Canadians. This past year, when I visited with farmers in the prairies and British Columbia, I saw firsthand the full extent of the damage caused by the floods and droughts to their lands, their livestock, and their livelihoods. Every climate event serves as a warning that to truly protect our farmers and their livelihoods, we must invest in climate-smart solutions. We must invest in the practices that build the resiliency of our farmers to withstand extreme weather. This includes helping reduce the greenhouse gases that are causing climate change. That's why last July, I announced the launch of a new on-farm climate action fund. The fund directs dollars to farmers to boost their on-farm beneficial management practices. Practices that store carbon and reduce greenhouse gases, some, such as nitrogen management, cover cropping, and rotational grazing practices of livestock. These practices also improve biodiversity and soil health. And today, we are here to tell you that 12 recipient organizations have been selected to deliver funding through the On-Farm Climate Action Fund across Canada. From British Columbia to Atlantic, 12 different agricultural organizations will redistribute funding of almost $183 million to help farmers take immediate action on their farms in the three target areas. That's 12 projects announced under the On-Farm Climate Action Fund. The organizations will redistribute funding to farmers who adopt and implement immediate on-farm beneficial management practices that store carbon and reduce greenhouse gases. Manitoba Association of Watersheds will receive up to $40 million to distribute funding across Manitoba and Saskatchewan in the area of rotational grazing, nitrogen management and cover cropping. Manitoba Watershed Association Executive Director Linda Nickel. But this is really where we're leveraging the strength of our delivery network, particularly our watershed districts throughout Manitoba and Saskatchewan, to help um, manage those applications and really assess the implementation of the programming available. So we are looking at direct incentive payments to farmers um, for implementing practices, uh, the details of which will be released. And then as far as for producers who are already doing some of this work, we certainly recognize the strength of what they're doing. And while this program is intended to be for new acreage. There is opportunity perhaps for expansion, those sorts of details where there's practices that can be perhaps further enhanced. 
through these programmings. So, um, but it's definitely something that we're looking to ensure as much accessibility as possible. Details on the application process will be released in March. Other projects include $10 million to the Canadian Forage and Grassland Association for planning and implementing rotational grazing. Canola Council of Canada will receive up to $22 million to work with farmers across Alberta, Saskatchewan and Manitoba to increase canola yields while reducing nitrous oxide emissions. Results-driven agriculture research will receive up to $33 million to deliver Alberta's On-Farm Climate Action Fund, which will help farmers in Alberta adopt nitrogen management, cover cropping and rotational grazing beneficial management practices. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your Real Agriculture Update. The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Foundation, along with Real Agriculture, invite you to join us for a webinar on conservation easements on Thursday, March 3rd at 8 o'clock central. Find out more and register for the webinar at realagriculture.com slash SSGF. Hi, I'm Bernard Tobin. Welcome to Real Agriculture. As much as 80% of Canada's fresh fruit and vegetables are supplied through imports. Do we grow enough of our own fruit and vegetables in this country? Can we grow more? Earlier this week, the Western Family Foundation announced a competition to generate new and innovative ideas to help grow more fresh fruit and vegetables here in Canada. The foundation is investing $33 million in what it's calling the Homegrown Innovation Challenge. And to tell us more about it, I'm joined by Foundation Project Chair and Director Tamara Rebanks. Hi, Tamara. Hey, thanks for joining me. Hi, Bern. Thank you so much for inviting me in to speak today. Hey, let's let's start with the Western Family Foundation, Tamara. Uh, it's been doing philanthropic work for, for almost 60 years. Tell us a little bit about it. Yes. So it's a family foundation based in Canada, which was started by my grandparents, Garfield and Rita Weston, more than 60 years ago, with the express goal of giving back to Canada. Our mission is clear, to support work that will have a measurable impact on the well-being of Canadians. Tell us about the Homegrown Innovation Challenge you've announced now. Um, It sounds like a creative way to spur innovation. How does it work? Um, So let me step back a bit and say that over the past year and a bit, we met with more than 50 experts in public policy and government economics to tell us what we could do to help with key issues and potential solutions that could better position Canada for a different future um, coming out of the pandemic. And so we heard about the supply chains and that we were too reliant on unsustainable production methods. So we thought that an innovation challenge, which is a tried and tested way to attract new innovators, to change the status quo. Um, It also encourages incumbents to redirect their efforts or think about a problem in a new way. So it seemed like something that had been used uh, elsewhere outside of Canada and would be a great way to bring creative people and incentivize them to solve a tough problem. Now, the foundation um, could have selected any number of agriculture sectors um, to focus on here, but you're you're, you're focusing on uh, on fruit with specifically on berries. Why that focus? So first of all, berries are intrinsically Canadian and our country has more than 200 native berries. 
Secondly, berry production is technically challenging, but not impossible. And finally, and perhaps most importantly, berry production is really a means to an end. If innovators can address the challenge statement, um, they will have catalyzed a range of solutions relevant to other crops as well. And if they can do this in a cost-effective way, this will bring down the price of healthy and sustainably grown food for all Canadians. And um, maybe I'll just uh, stop there and just tell you the specific challenge statement, which um, is specifically that we're inviting innovators to create and deliver a market-ready system to reliably, sustainably, and competitively produce berries out of seeds and at scale in Canada. Now, the challenge progresses through, I think, three phases over a six-year period period, Tamara, um, and you expect innovations to be market-ready between 2024 and 2028. Um, so what type of innovations do you expect to emerge? You know, what does the berry industry need to grow more berries in Canada? Well, it's we expect there to be many innovations that come out of this challenge, and not just a few. And we think that all of them could lead to more sustainable berry production in Canada. So, for example, uh, we're going to need changes to extend the growing season. We're going to need changes to plant breeding and engineering to produce more drought-tolerant plants. We might need to find uh, the right levels of temperature and light to maximize production and additionally develop efficient and more sustainable energy systems to deal with um, indoor growing. So uh, innovations could be in a variety of areas. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly sunny today, wind northwest 20, the high minus 22, the low minus 32. Wind chill minus 34 tonight, minus 42 overnight. Wednesday, sunny, the winds from the southeast at 20, the high tomorrow minus 20, the low minus 28. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high minus 15, the low minus 19. Friday, sunny, the high minus 3, the low minus 11. Saturday, Sunday, sunny, sunny sky, high minus 7, the low minus 19. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 8, the low minus 13. Monday, sunny, the high 0. Normal high is minus 5, the normal low minus 17. The sun rose at 7.57 this morning. It sets at 6.27 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Moose Jaw at minus 22. The cold spot up north, Uranium City and Stony Rapids at minus 29. Most of all the stations are at minus 26 right now. The minus 26 includes Esteban, Saskatoon, Swift Current, and Yorkton. Weyburn is minus 27. Regina is sunny and minus 26. That's 16 below Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 12. With the wind chill in Regina right now, minus 36. Humidity is 70%. The barometer steady, 104.6. Sunny and Moose Jaw, minus 22. Winds are from the west-northwest at 17. Once again, Regina, sunny, minus 26. That's 16 below Fahrenheit. 
Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Canada's farm show in Regina is back and promising to be bigger than ever. After two years of challenges due to COVID-19, the show is back to an in-person format for its 44th year. Regina Exhibition Association CEO Tim Reed made the announcement this morning. It is so exciting to get back to talking about doing the things we love. Since 1884, our organization has been bringing people together to talk about agriculture. The trucks have changed, the screens are a little bit bigger, but we're still doing the same thing we always have. Celebrating the most incredible agriculture that we have in this country, right here in Regina, Saskatchewan. And it's been far too long since we've had the opportunity to come together. Although this pandemic has created challenges for us all, the resiliency of our community and our agriculture community has continued and been some of the brightest lights that we've had in our country. Canada's Farm Show number 44 will take place between June the 21st and June the 23rd of this coming year. Though we've shifted our dates a little bit, we want to accommodate the fact that this is a business show. It is important that businesses have the opportunity to arrive and to come to our community to grow our GDP and to grow our agriculture community. We want to minimize the impact on our exhibitors, but most importantly, we want to give them the opportunity to facilitate business. If the last 20 months have tossed us anything. The Vice President of Corporate Affairs at Viterra, Jeff Cockwill, says Viterra remains a key sponsor at Canada's Farm Show in Regina. It's extremely important that we keep telling our story and help people understand just how critical agriculture is to our daily lives. And as a show is one of those many ways that we can continue to tell our story. Canada's Farm Show returns June 21st to 23rd. Passes are on sale now. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Today is being celebrated as Canada's Agriculture Day, as we mentioned earlier. It's a day to honor the wide range of food products available for Canadian consumers. The second vice president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture, Todd Lewis, says Canadians enjoy some of the most affordable, high-quality food available in the world. It's a challenging time. You know, I think food is the top of mind for a lot of people, uh, you know, through the pandemic and uh, COVID and supply chain issues and so on. And some of the blockades we've seen and uh, shortages, really, of some of the produce and uh, other products we see in the grocery store. So it's, uh, and of course, rising food prices are another big part of the conversation these days. So 
It's a time of change right now in uh, our agriculture industry in Canada, but rest assured that we have uh, adequate supply and a, a good healthy food source and really have had a cheap food compared to a lot of the world. And, and it's unfortunate that we're seeing rising prices at the consumer level and so on. And, and you know, from a producer standpoint, please remember, uh, we do see some good prices and so on, but that really has little to do with food inflation. You know, there's a lot of other issues that are pushing uh, higher prices at the grocery store. So I think it's a time of reflection and really appreciate what we have here in Canada. And, and uh, that certainly on the producer side, we're uh, here to feed uh, not only Canada, but uh, a large part of the world. And, and it's a big, important part of the industry here in here in both Saskatchewan and across Canada. And, and it's something that uh, really does support our economy. And we're going to do our best to uh, continue with the good work that we have been doing. It's a day for uh, consumers and producers to put their forks up and share a love of agriculture. Uh, I guess a good message you would likely have is buy Canadian products? I think buy Canadian. And uh, as I say, rest assured that it's a safe product. It's a, still a very affordable product. And I think that we are fortunate in this country to have the food system that we have. It's second to none and really the envy of a lot of the of the rest of the world. And uh, so it's, it's important now that, you know, agriculture has been taken for granted, I think, in a, in a lot of cases in the country. But days like today are uh, just to draw attention to uh, how important agriculture is in the country. Todd Lewis of Gray is the second vice president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. The Alberta government announced the launch of the Rural Renewal Stream during a conference last week. The aim is to encourage skilled and talented professionals and entrepreneurs from around the world to settle in rural Alberta. Premier Jason Kenney says the success of many rural Alberta companies like Meatpacker, JBS and Brooks is in large part because of talented foreign workers who came to the province to make a new life. Apart from oil and gas, symbolically, what is like a quintessential Alberta industry? I would say ranching, the cattle industry, the beef industry. Folks, I don't think it would exist today in Alberta without new Canadian workers uh, who go to JBS, who go to Cargill and the other plants across this province every day. That's Alberta Premier Jason Kenney. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were showing some upward movement in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola rose $20.70 at $9.52.92. Number one red spring wheat went up $0.90 cents at $4.45.09. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $5.51.16. Feed barley, $3.77.37. Flax, $9.76.53. Lentils, $8.59.80. Oats, $5.51.53. Yellow peas 63232 and feed wheat 26165. It's the livestock reports on the source 620 CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. And now the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of February 22nd. Our last regular sale was on February 16th. The market on slaughtered cattle was up about a dime. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.84 cents to $0.94 cents with the odd sale up to $0.97. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.74 cents to $0.83. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.50 cents to $0.60. Cents. 
Heiferettes sold from $1.20 to $1.40, and good butcher bulls sold from $1.10 to $1.24. Our last pre-sorted calf sale was on February 14th. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.38 and sold up to $2.50. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.28 and sold up to $2.39. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.16 and sold up to $2.26. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.06 and sold up to $2.22. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.97 and sold up to $2.08. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.89 and sold up to $1.96. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.76 and sold up to $1.86. Heifers were 20 to 30 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, two eighteen ninety three per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. A new Angus Reid survey says four in five Canadians have changed food buying habits due to rising costs. Three in five or 62% are eating out less and one quarter are drinking less alcohol. A significant number of Canadians are making changes to what they put in their grocery cart to save money as prices rise. 46% of those surveyed say they are switching to cheaper brands, one-third or 35% are cutting back on meat, and one in five are buying less fruit and vegetables. Higher prices for milk and butter also came into effect February 1st. Canadians broadly 68% support supply management, but there is interest in pausing price requirements in the face of rising food costs. 27% of Canadians say supply management policies should be relaxed in the face of rising grocery bills, while 32% oppose the system altogether. Two in five, or 40%, say the system should stay as is, even as food prices continue to rise. A majority of Saskatchewan and Manitoba, 53% and 56% in Atlantic Canada, say it's difficult to feed their household. On the markets, the TSX is down 105 points to 20,903. The Dow has fallen 376 points to 33,702. Oil is up $2.08 to 92.29 per barrel. The Canadian dollar has risen 5 one-hundredths of a cent at 78.44 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.